Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and streaming on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Katie George, we are filling in for the guys, taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports. That's me, at Katie underscore George 05. That's her. You can also join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight say espn That's 888-729-3776. We are in the midst of our ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days. We just broke down the Miami Dolphins for you. A little bit later in the show, we will break down the Los Angeles Chargers for you. But for some Miami Dolphins questions, plus everything else that we've already hit on today's show, let's bring in the host of this show, Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He has been holding it down on Greeny this week alongside Canty. Carlin, thanks for stopping by your own show. We appreciate it. What, what did you two just do to me? With this Peloton ad that I just You're watched. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, Listen. it is interesting. On one of these little three-minute break-ins uh, that we have, these bonus segments, if you will, here on Canty and Carlin, uh, Katie George approached a subject about a Peloton ad. I found it life-changing, and <laughs> now Chris Carlin's life has changed as well. Katie, why don't you explain what we're talking about? Chris, it's a Friday. We've been talking sports the whole time. What better way to break up sports talk radio than with a little nudity? And that's exactly what I did. You have a Peloton, don't you, you and your wife? Yes. Yes, it's, okay. it's uh, doing a great job hanging our clothes on it right now. Uh, my parents say the same about theirs. I actually uh, use mine on a regular basis. Now, I don't look like Christopher Maloney. And if you're curious who Christopher Maloney is, you've probably seen him on the... I don't know, 4,678 different Law & Order SVU episodes that he has been on as Detective Elliot Stabler. He is now 61 years old, and he was in an interview, Chris, a couple months ago, where he alleged that he works out in the nude. And it essentially broke the internet because people didn't believe him. I don't know about you, Chris, but do you, do you usually wear clothing when you, you do work out? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think for everybody involved, that's the best it's course best. of action. I, I think so, too, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, well Chris wanted to prove, Christopher wanted to prove that um, it indeed was true, and Peloton jumped on, jumped on the bandwagon, and they produced a one-minute commercial where Christopher Maloney is doing every kind of workout, yoga, meditation, kickboxing, squats with a certain kind of camera angle where you're down low really seeing him get after it and lots he's fully naked angles lots of positions lots of skin so so was it life-changing for you as well seeing that well here's the thing life-changing eh, it certainly made me question a lot of what's going on personally um 
The guy, listen, I sat behind him at a concert one time. He's a striking-looking guy. He is a handsome guy. This is above and beyond what I ever really needed to see. It's one thing, all right, you're working out naked and all that, right? Okay. Good for you. God bless you. I don't need him kickboxing naked. I don't need the squats. There's a lot there. Well, we there's don't. there's a lot they packed. We into need it a all. Minute. If you look like Christopher Maloney, we need it all, Katie <laughs> George. Because I'm just I'm wondering <laughs> what happens to all years of his, old. What happens to all of his sweat? You know, like where, where he wasn't even get, sweating. Let's there's nothing catching him. You know, yeah, I, catches the sweat. Uh, there's nothing. Get listen. Uh, when I first had to come to the realization of shaving my head because we were headed in that direction and there was nothing you could do about it, that was a major issue. What am I going to do with all this sweat? That, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, I don't even think he was sweating. I don't even know what... God. I think you guys are really thinking this one through a little bit too much. Just enjoy the ad for what it is. So you are welcome, Chris Carlin, for us planting this image in your head forevermore. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin here at this show on ESPN Radio, stopping by Amber Wilson and Katie George filling in for the guys today. Should we talk about some sports? I mean, I kind of just want to continue to talk about Christopher Maloney's body, honestly. Uh, But I guess maybe me and Katie should stop being momentarily creepy here on ESPN Radio. We will move on to another subject. We were breaking down the Miami Dolphins earlier, Chris, because this is NFL two-a-days for us here on ESPN Radio. And so, of course, the subject of Tua Tungvalu came up. Are you a believer that Tua can prove himself this year with all the weapons that the Dolphins added? I don't, man, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic. Um, I, I think they're going to be looking next year. Uh, my thing is, have they put entirely too much pressure on him with everything that Tyreek's been out there pumping him up? And look, Chris and I were talking about this this morning. If that's the case, then he's not the guy to begin with. If, if Tyreek pumping him up publicly is adding more pressure to him. Okay, that's one thing. I just, I worry that you have all these nice weapons, but he doesn't have the arm to take advantage of them outside of on a, um, outside of on like a, you know, a little bubble screen or things like that. And, and there's only so many of those that you can do. So I'm, I'm more concerned about him being able to throw the football down the field. I... I'm a believer that you can strengthen your arm, but I don't know how much of a difference it can make in in this short a period of time. So if you're Mike McDaniel then, and you're trying to prove yourself as a first-time head coach and a, a gifted offensive mind, how much leash do you give to him if he, he can't prove up to the task and get the job done? We were talking about this earlier, too, off the air. Is uh, is it one of those situations where, Teddy, are we going to set an over-under on how many games Teddy Bridgewater is going to start? I think that's fair. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I think if you're Mike McDaniel and you have all of these guys around him, you have to give him five or six games before you're going to, you know, pull the parachute, you know, you know pull the ripcord, so to speak. Um, I, I would be I would be surprised if it's sooner than than six games. But um, I, I think it's more likely going to be around 10 games. I think he'll play well enough for a while. But. Will it come to one of those points where they just say, this is just as far as this guy can take us right now? 
Yeah, Katie tends to agree with you. She thinks it'll be like five or six games. They'll switch to Bridgewater. I, I vehemently disagree. I think they have to give him enough time. They have to find out what they have in Tua. Bridgewater's not the future of the Dolphins. They've got to find out once and for all what they have, and then they can go ahead and use those couple first-rounders in 23 to address that position if they need to. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin, stopping by. So, Chris, you were on Greeny, hosting Greeny all week with Canty, and uh, did did Dak Prescott like hurt Canty's puppy or something? Like what? What is it? Because Canty, uh, he really is down on Dak to put it mildly, and he called him, I believe, the most overrated player in the entire NFL. He did. He did the top five list of overrated players in the league, and Dak was number one. What I would say about it is, I agree with Chris about a lot of what he's saying. In that, his biggest argument with with Dak is that. He has been given so much to work with and hasn't accomplished a whole lot. The numbers are are good, but the Cowboys are not a team that should be out in the playoffs as early as they are or not making the playoffs for that matter. And look, when Dak is healthy, he's a good quarterback, but is is he a top 10 quarterback right now? As we had that list earlier in the week, I tend to agree that he's probably more like around 12 or 13. Would I rather have Lamar Jackson than Dak? I would. Um, They both have one playoff win. Lamar's came on the road. And with Dak, I mean, they're kind of, the excuses are kind of over. Canty is is vehement about how he feels about Dak right now. And trust me when I tell you, it's like nothing, I mean, Canty was a cowboy too. You know, it's nothing like that. Uh, I I think it's fair. I just think... Dak has all the tools to go win, and now he just has to go win, and that's where I think the the difference will be made. Chris, real quick, switching gears on you because we're going to talk about this on the other side, and with you being in New York, is Donovan Mitchell going to be a Nick? I would think so. I'm sorry, Amber. I mean... That's okay. We'll take Katie. It's fine. (laughs) Down down in Miami. I I think it's Kyrie. I told you. I think it's Kyrie. Ah, You've been saying that since the beginning. I have been, and I don't think I'm wrong about that. You know, Frank Isola tweeted out yesterday. He had heard uh, Lowry for Kyrie is very much alive, Uh, which, frankly, at this point, I don't know if that's a good trade for the Nets. But I I think that Donovan Mitchell will be a Nick. Um, Knicks have to be careful here, not in terms of what they give up, don't let anybody else sneak in. This is what they have been building or ra- more uh, appropriately tearing down toward for the last several years to be in this position, to, to actually go out and get the guy that's disgruntled who's from here. All the things that, that point in that direction, um, this has to happen. If, if Donovan Mitchell, Amber, this will definitely make you happy. If he ends up in the Miami Heat, they may as well just honestly burn down the Knicks organization. Which I would love uh, just for that reason. But I also agree with you. I do think he's headed to the New York Knicks. Uh, Carlin, remember when you were hosting Greeny the other day, you and Canty were having a segment where you were talking about handsome men. And I texted you and I said, why don't I get to do this segment on sports radio? I feel like Katie and I kind of just did it with you when it comes to Christopher Maloney. So there you go. My dreams just came true. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Carlin, thanks for stopping by. Please, nobody let my wife see this this video because then I've got problems. Carlin, just go ride the Peloton in the nude and see what happens. And you'll look like him. That's the whole point of the ad. Come on. In about mm, four years if I did it straight. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you've got time. He's 61. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> Coming you. up next, is Donovan Mitchell campaigning his way to New York? Is Carlin right? He's going to be a New York Nick. That is next. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Amber Wilson and Katie George filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Katie underscore George zero five. So you're hearing it there on the music. Uh, New York is at the top of our minds, Katie, because Donovan Mitchell appears to be up for trade, and the New York Knicks appear to be a very likely destination for the New York native. Now, as these trade rumors are swirling, apparently Donovan Mitchell is going to be throwing out the first pitch at Saturday's Brooklyn's Cyclones game. The first 2,000 fans in attendance are going to get a bobblehead of Donovan Mitchell in a Cyclones jersey. So that's one New York connection. There's many other New York connections. I mentioned he's from there. His uh, father works for the Mets and has for a very long time. Mitchell is represented by CAA. We know Leon Rose used to work for CIA, CAA, not the CIA. I don't think. Who knows? Uh, but he used to work for the CAA. He could have. Uh, he probably wouldn't tell us. He used to work for the CAA. So obviously, there's a ton of connections here. And if you're reading the tea leaves, it feels like... Donovan Mitchell is probably going to be a New York Nick. Where do you fall on this? Uh, I think the fact uh, of the matter is, look, he loves New York. He's from there. Um, I wouldn't read a whole lot into the fact that he's going to Brooklyn to throw out a first pitch. It's by far not the first or last first pitch that this man is ever going to throw out. Uh, But I think that if you're the New York Knicks, you have to go after Donovan Mitchell because he is disgruntled based on how things have gone in Utah. Quinn Snyder, obviously... Uh, leaving the team, not necessarily retiring, but leaving the team for now as the head coach. And then, you know, things fell apart with him and Rudy Gobert as teammates and friends. Rudy Gobert has been shipped to Minnesota. And they're they're currently in a definite rebuild um, out in Utah. Well, you don't want your, your skill set to go wasted, not when you're a competitor like Donovan Mitchell. And with New York adding Jalen Brunson from the Mavs and extending Mitchell Robinson, you know, they've they've signaled that they have no intention really of being a tank team. So they have a ton of picks where not a lot of people do have the package. I mean, it's the same kind of scenario, Amber, that we've been talking about with Katie and Kyrie. It's, you know, who actually has the assets to be able to trade for some of these guys? Well, New York has it. Now, some of those picks are, are protected. So if you don't move on Donovan Mitchell, which I think would be very, very stupid uh, for the New York Knicks, if you don't move on him, you just don't really know how those picks that they still have are going to translate. They might not convey in the lottery because of the protections. So I I think if you added Donovan Mitchell and you can can get – um, to commonplace with the Jazz, which I think the Jazz are asking for six picks. I mean, think about That's the, the reports. Think about the haul that they have if, if that actually gets done. Where I don't think the Knicks love the fact that they're asking for six, and rightfully so. But if they are able to come to a deal and an agreement, you've got Donovan Mitchell side by side 
with Jalen Brunson. And and that is going to be a phenomenal front court. I, I think it immediately elevates their chances in the East. Now, does that make them a title contender? You know, the East isn't really the East of the least anymore. I mean, they've got – it's top-heavy, and it's still – I mean, you obviously are down there near Miami. You love the Heat. You know, I used to work for the Bucks. You still have the 76ers that, that are an absolute force. If KD and Kyrie somehow manage to end up in Brooklyn and remain in Brooklyn, you know, this is a really, really strong conference, stronger than it's been in quite some time. I don't think it makes them a immediate – NBA champion contender, but I think that it certainly, certainly elevates them to the point that they have to try to figure out how to get Donovan Mitchell to New York. It just makes too much sense. I'm also not sure Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson win you in championship. And I'm also just not sure it matters, right? Because the Knicks, for whatever reason, not a big destination for huge stars or superstars. And so they have to kind of get it done via trade. And it appears that this is a player in Donovan Mitchell, maybe not a superstar, fine, but a star certainly brings some star power to New York. He actually appears anyways to maybe want to be there, which is important for that market. And he can absolutely elevate the team. I'm not sure they need to be winning championships championships to make it worth the New York Knicks time. But it's part of the evaluation, Katie, when you're talking about how much are you willing to give up? They have the six picks to give up, mm-hmm. and that's apparently reportedly Utah's asking price right now. However, they are mortgaging their entire future if they give up those six picks. And do you want to do that if you don't believe that he's enough alongside Brenton to actually win you a championship? Because certainly hamstrings you on what you could do to build on those two, even though they're both just 25 years old. But also, they don't want to bid against themselves, the New York Knicks, because Because, yes, that might be Utah's asking price. But if they're the only ones in the running, because the next team in Miami that seems most interested in Donovan Mitchell only has three picks and honestly, easily only two because of the Steepian rule, which is a whole lot of minutia that we don't need to get into. But basically, it's far fewer picks than the New York Knicks could ever offer. So maybe that asking price comes down a little bit here. Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast. He was on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. He was asked, could the Knicks win a champion? with Donovan Mitchell as its best player? I don't want to say that he can't because he, he hasn't been been put in that situation. But, I mean, just from right now, from what he's proven, you wouldn't really necessarily just say that about everything that he's done. But I think he's in a situation where if given that opportunity to, to prove that, we have to we have to see what he would do. Because, I mean, he has shown in deep playoff runs that he can, he can show up and he can be big time. So, I mean... He hasn't really been given that full opportunity in that type of environment in a New York City where he's going to be that big spotlight. So, I mean, I, I would say just give him his chance and see what he's going to do before I say he can't. Here's something to consider. I went to school with Donovan Mitchell at the University of Louisville. Rick Pitino was dead set on him playing the two. Quentin Snyder, a no-name, you wouldn't know that name at this point, he was our point guard at Louisville. Quentin Snyder tore an ab against Duke. Donovan Mitchell had to run point. And he showed flashes of brilliance where you thought, oh, my gosh, if this guy has the ball in his hands, he could be a superstar. He could be great. Of course, Rick Pitino didn't end up putting the ball in his hand in the NCAA tournament. That's a sad fact. He gets the Utah Jazz. They let him run point. And we've seen what Donovan Mitchell has become. Jalen Brunson ultimately, money aside, left to go to New York because of his ties, yes. But he wanted to be the predominant 
ball handler. And that wasn't going to happen in Dallas because of Luka Doncic. We can all agree there. So Jalen Brunson goes to New York with the idea in mind, I'm going to be the point guard. I'm going to be running things here in New York. You add Donovan Mitchell, he's going to expect to be running point. How you work that out, if you can come to a deal and you have the picks and you have the assets, I think would actually be another layer to this story of those two working together and figuring it out. It has to make sense from a basketball perspective. It also has to make sense from an organizational perspective because of the asking price right now. And of course, Utah's going after that asking price, Katie, because, you know, five picks for Rudy Gobert. So why not? Let's always try to go for five (laughs) or six picks, which appears to be what they're doing for Donovan Mitchell. But we will see what that market ends up turning up like. But coming up next, we transition back to the NFL. We are in the midst of ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days. If you missed us earlier, breaking down the Miami Dolphins, you can check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Next, though, it's the Los Angeles Chargers. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Katie George taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. And you heard it there on the rejoin. We are in the midst of our ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days. It means that we break down two teams for you in the NFL every single day. We broke down the Miami Dolphins for you last hour. If you missed it, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But right now, it is the Los Angeles Chargers that are on the clock. You ready for this, Katie? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. We do a little SWAT to help us out. That is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Give me your strength for the 2022-23 campaign for the Los Angeles Chargers. I think it's got to be Justin Herbert. Uh, He has so much upside. He's physically talented. He's smart. Uh, He's hard to tackle. He's got incredible arm strength. We were talking about that as it pertains to Tua Tungavailoa earlier when we did Miami SWAT. You know, Justin Herbert possesses all these different skills. Yes, they didn't make it to the playoffs, but he was third last year in QBR just behind Rodgers and Brady. I think with that upside as him as your franchise quarterback, he's without a doubt your strength. This one's easy for me. My strength for the Los Angeles Chargers is that they've got the most fierce pass rushing duo in the entire NFL this season. I mean, that should lead to a whole lot of sacks. Joey Bosa, already one of the best edge defenders in football, and they now he finds himself pa- paired with Khalil Mack. Uh, unbelievable elite defender. They're both elite run defenders on top of what they can do in terms of rushing the passer. This is going to be one of the most elite edges in the entire league so that is absolutely my strength for this Los Angeles Chargers team but there are a lot of strengths on this Los Angeles Chargers team what about weaknesses not as easy to find one of those Katie yeah you mentioned defense and I'll I'll explain why Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are my opportunity um, coming up but I don't know if you can really find a a weakness um, on on this defense because there is so much talent but if, if you really look at the whole holes on the team 
Maybe it's at linebacker, you know, in a vacuum, Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray. Uh, they're just not the best players, but I think that's overshadowed and you don't necessarily see it. It's masked because of the guys that you just mentioned up front and the very improved list of cornerbacks and safeties that they have on the back end. Uh, so I, I think that if we're going to call out a weakness, it's got to be the linebacking core of that defense. Yeah, I actually think it is the middle in between those two edge guys. I mean, the good news is that the edge guys of Bosa and Mac are going to impact everybody else on that defense. But I'm with you. Uh, if you have to find a weakness, if we have to, which we did, I guess that would be the weakness of this team. All right. You mentioned there that you're making Bosa and Mac your opportunity. Why? Yeah, because I think it all depends on health, right? I am with you. If they are both 100% healthy, the opportunity for this defense is limitless. Uh, the pairing on the edge is considered one of the best in the NFL if they can remain healthy. And we haven't seen Khalil Mack at his best. Some don't even perceive him as elite anymore, which is, which is crazy to me. But the last time he was at full strength... That was in 2020, and he was ranked one of the best at, at first, the best um, edge rusher by PFF. So I, I think as long as he can get back to what we're used to seeing from Khalil Mack, uh, the two of them are going to be an absolute force in the run game and so much fun to watch. Yeah, healthy Chicago Khalil Mack, not unhealthy uh, Chicago Khalil <laughs> Mack that we've seen of late. My opportunity here is actually for Justin Herbert, and that's because he finished last season second in passing yards, third in touchdowns. He was right there on the cusp, even even though it didn't result into the postseason. Now he's entering his second season under OC Joe Lombardi. That's playing in the same offensive system, Katie, for the first time for Justin Herbert since high school. So as elite as he was this past season, I think he has an opportunity here to maybe win MVP this season. That's how huh. much better he could be now uh, being in the same offensive system for two years in a row. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for Justin Herbert. So he's got a big opportunity to capitalize on whatever that limit may be. I'm not sure we're going to reach it anytime soon. What about threat for this team? This is a really strong Los Angeles Chargers team. What do you think is the biggest threat? Uh, yeah, my creative juices were not flowing on this one. So uh, I think the biggest threat is the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. The threat is always the we Kansas have the same City threat. Chiefs. <laughs> we have the same. It's, it's easy. not it's just the Chiefs. Fruit. To me, it's just the AFC West generally. I sure. mean, this team is in the best division in football. Like, that is the threat. The, the threat is the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chiefs. That is the threat. The Raiders and the Broncos, much improved, bringing Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Obviously, the Broncos get a huge upgrade at quarterback there with Russell Wilson. And yes, the Chiefs maybe took a little bit of a step back, losing Tyreek Hill, but I'm never going to count out Patrick Mahomes at any given time. So that's our breakdown of the Los Angeles Chargers. We will bring on some expert help soon to help us further break down the Los Angeles Chargers. ESPN Radio 2 Days is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up, will Sean Payton be the Chargers head coach at some point? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
According to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, uh, former Saints coach Sean Payton says the Cowboys, Chargers or Dolphins are amongst destinations that could be potential destinations. Now, this is a close source to Sean Payton, apparently, that says that these are the three teams that maybe Payton would be enticed by. Do you see any of this happening with these three destinations? Does it make sense to you? Um, I don't care if it makes sense to me. I hate reports like this. There are men in these roles that have these jobs and are frankly doing a great job. I mean, Mike McDaniel, we've, we've yet to see what's going to happen, but I think that he was a promising hire. He's got a great offensive mind. Brandon Staley, even though that they missed the playoffs, finished 9-8, and eight, uh, as we were just mentioning in the AFC West. I think with Josh Herbert and that defense that he's got, that they're going to have a promising season as well. I mean, you just said that we could possibly see Justin Herbert be an MVP next year. And then Mike McCarthy, they just finished 12-5. and five. And I know people have words to say about Dak Prescott and the future there. But I, I hate making these kind of assumptions or even writing about stuff like this because these men have a job to do and they're still in their job. Now, if one of those was open, then I'd be willing to have this conversation. But I think it's too soon to do that. I love these kind of reports because it gives us stuff to talk about here on Sports Radio because it's all conjecture. There may not be any viability to it whatsoever. Although Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, I mean, I know Barry, uh, very, uh, very much a journalist and somebody who doesn't come out of left field with stuff that he's not getting from a good source. I do think that these destinations, frankly, make sense for Sean Payton if he comes out of retirement. I don't know if these jobs are going to be available. I do think that's a separate conversation, Katie, because all three of these jobs may not be available depending what happens here this season. I think the Miami Dolphins, I think they're, listen, all the reports out of Miami, and they haven't been talked about enough, but there's a lot of reports. There's a lot of smoke out of Miami where, you know, Sean Payton might have kind of retired from the Saints thinking that he was going to end up being the next coach of the Miami Dolphins until Brian Flores filed his lawsuit. There seems to be some legitimacy there, so maybe a relationship there between Stephen Ross and Sean Payton, and so that's probably why the Dolphins are still in the mix here. It's also probably why Barry Jackson has this report, frankly. The Cowboys always linked to Sean Payton because of the history there. And then the Chargers are a great team with a great quarterback. Probably the brightest future of these three, at least right now, because of it's who's just, at the helm. It's so wild that that's where we're in, where we're at with sports. Quinn Snyder, similar thing. He's no longer the coach of the Utah Jazz, but there's a chance that he didn't technically retire, but he could be the head coach of a future franchise here soon. They're like boxers. It's always do we, do we have to retire you know? just to get out of the job you don't like so you can get the one that you do? I mean, is that it's where we're at? The blow gets you out of your contract. I think uh, even Tom Brady might have done it, according to did. all the reports down he there. Did. It seems like maybe that was the whole thing. And maybe he was trying to switch teams and that didn't really work out for him either. And so it was a fake retirement all along. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Auntie and Garlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Katie George filling in for the guys. We are taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Katie underscore George zero five. You can also give us a call. Triple eight. Say ESPN on the CC call in line. We are in the midst of ESPN Radio NFL two a days where we break down two teams for you every single day. If you've missed any of it or any of today's show at all, please check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Katie and I just broke down the Los Angeles Chargers for you, but Let's bring in somebody who's much more familiar with that team than we could ever be. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press. And Joe, when Katie and I were just discussing this Los Angeles Chargers team, I mean, they are stacked after these offseason moves. What is the weakness for this team this season? I would still say maybe the right side of the offensive line and the defense. Um, Brandon Staley had the top-ranked unit with the Rams in 2020. Big reason why he was hired at head coach. But when you look at uh, last year, 22nd in total defense, near the bottom against a run, last in third-down conversion, and gave up the uh, most second half points by a uh, NFL team in 16 years. Now it has five new starters coming in that has to gel quickly. So I think during preseason and training camp, how quickly that group can get together and be a cohesive unit and maybe played at a more aggressive style that Staley wants will be, will be a big key, but you know, they, they don't play, they don't play the starters that much during the preseason too. So Really, what type of unit will we see during the opener against Vegas is going to be the biggest question going in. Assuming Khalil Mack is healthy and he plays alongside Joey Bosa, what do you think that does in terms of elevating and immediately upgrading that front line? Oh, I mean, it, it makes him one of, the, one of the top pass rushing duos in the league. And also, you know, everybody talks about the quarterbacks in the AFC West. I think everybody did uh, – did their due diligence and upgraded the uh, pass rushing units too. So offensive lines are going to really be at a uh, premium and have to play their best during the six division games. I think Joey had a good counterpart in Melvin Ingram when he was here, but uh, but Khalil Mack is uh, head and shoulders better, especially in the scheme. And I think the uh, the best advantage with Khalil coming in is he played with Brandon Staley for a year when Staley was a linebackers coach in Chicago. So he shouldn't have that much of a learning curve going in. And health-wise, looks like he'll uh, he'll be on track for training camp. Really didn't do that much physical work during OTAs and minicamp, but he should be ready when uh, they have their first practice on July 27th. So they've definitely got the edges taken care of. The interior players may be a bit more of a question mark. You mentioned, though, that John Staley, a defensive-minded coach. We were just talking about there's a report out of the Miami Herald uh, from a source close to Sean Payton that maybe if Sean Payton came back to coaching football that the Los Angeles Chargers would be a destination that he would be interested in. Joe, do you feel like Staley is on the hot seat? I mean, if Payton was available, could they be looking to move on from him after the season? If they don't make the playoffs this year, I think everything is on the table because when you look at it, Tom Telesco is going into his 10th season as the uh, general manager. This is Tom's third head coach. And under Telesco, they've made the playoffs only twice and have had four seasons over 500. And uh, 
in his nine in his nine previous years. So I think Telasco is on the hot seat more than Staley. But if Sean Payton was available and you're doing a house cleaning and they don't make the playoffs or even worse, finish under 500 with a uh, rookie quarterback that you have to negotiate with during the offseason, I think everything would be on the table. Well, one of the saving graces for Staley is the fact that he's got a incredible talent at quarterback. You know, Justin Herbert was finished third in QBR just behind Brady and Rodgers last year from a season ago. What do you think, Joe, is the next step uh, for Justin Herbert as a young QB in this franchise? I think maybe maybe a bit more bit more consistency. He he did have a little bit of a slow start last year. Struggled in the red zone the first three four games, then got it together. I think the fact that under Joe Lombardi's system, he'll know it a lot more and he'll be comfortable. It's almost second nature to him now. And I also think, too, maybe giving him more downfield throws like we saw that first season. I think there was a big period of the year last year where it was a lot of the short throws within five to ten yards of the line of scrimmage, but they really didn't open it up until late in the year. And the the offense kind of flourished when, you know, you had those long passes to a uh, Guyton or a Mike Williams uh, who really – earned his extension last year was showing he was not only a deep threat but a uh, middle to uh, short threat as well. I think Gerald Everett coming in as tight end will definitely help too with the yards after catch that he gets. And I, I think it's just refining the little things, better consistency in the red zone, not taking too many chances. And he had a, he had a span of uh, three pick sixes in four games. So if he can be a little more consistent – That'll help, but, you know, it's kind of hard nitpicking on a uh, Pro Bowl quarterback, especially after his second year, you know, his second in the league in passing yards. Yeah, it's a good problem to have when all you're doing is a little nitpicking on a Pro Bowl quarterback for sure. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press as we are in the midst of our NFL ESPN Radio Two-A-Days here on Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Katie George filling in for the guys. So, Joe, you mentioned there the Joe Lombardi system uh, with him at O.C., I didn't realize that it was the first time since high school that Herbert's going to find himself in the same offensive system multiple years. Uh, So he's had so much inconsistency. I forgot about that. How huge do you think that is going to be for Herbert? Just a a slight correction. It's it's two years at Oregon. He had the same OC with Marcus Arroyo. I don't know if there was... If there was a change, I know he went through a ton of. He's gone through a ton of head coaches since he since he stepped foot in Eugene, but he did have Arroyo for for his last two seasons. But I do think having an OC and just being able to look at film from last year helps. But as but as Justin said too, last year during minicamp, they were they were still learning how to call the plays in the huddle and get out of the huddle. To where this OTAs and minicamp, he can actually look at the film to see the progress on certain plays and everything, which with bringing in a Gerald Everett, uh, making some tinkering on the offensive line, trying to find a, you know, a backup running back will definitely help him go help him going into training camp. Joe, we're up against it here, so 30 seconds if you can give it to me, but the Chargers are in the AFC West. Uh, that is the hardest division, I would say, in the NFL. What is your expectation, quickly, for this team this season? 
uh, ten and seven and a wild card, which you know, and it, with the AFC West and everything, I think ten eleven wins tops is going to win the division. But they they, they certainly should be over five hundred again and get a wild card berth. Well, there you have it. Things look up, certainly, in Los Angeles. Joe Reedy covers the Chargers for the Associated Press. Joe, thanks for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Thanks, Joe. No problem. Thank you. It's a good thing. It's a good problem to have when you're nitpicking your Pro Bowl quarterback already. Uh, And Justin Herbert's very young career for that Los Angeles Chargers team. I'm very envious as a Miami Dolphins fan. What that must be like to know Uh, that you have your guy. You um, haven't experienced that, but interesting comments he had on the defense. Could have had him. Clearly yeah. doesn't think that the defense um, is is necessarily as improved as maybe I thought just reading the additions. Um, so they've got to prove it. Well, the interior, certainly the interior of that line. But there's been a lot of upgrades on that Chargers team. They need to make the postseason. This time they're kind of out of excuses after missing it this past season. Coming up next, should the NFL be investigating the Houston Texans? We will get into it. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.